Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Friday, August 2. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And it is the end of the week. And man, I, I didn't even think we've really kind of like even unpacked this passage. I think there's just, it's just so much inside it. But um, but the good thing is that Colossians is just huge. And so we get to address it all through the next few weeks. But let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, bless today. Bless this passage now. Bless our moment of conversation. Bless us as we reflect on it and give us wisdom and your grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm going back to the English Standard Version today, which is what we started with on Sunday, the ESV. Colossians 1, 15 through 23, subheading the preeminence of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Hmm. All right, so here's the question for today, uh, Friday. Jesus holds all things together. He reconciles all. He is the hope. And what does that mean for us today, August 2, 2019? Holds all things together. What does that mean? Well, it's what he, he claims here that all things are held together, that Jesus is the creator, the, the originator. In fact, he creates things for us, for, for himself. It's that, and he holds all things together. He is the glue, in fact, of the entire universe. He's the, the cell, the development, the, everything that we could ever imagine. Jesus is the one who created all that. It's beautiful, and he holds all things together, the difficult things, the good things. He holds it together. He reconciles it all. Uh, he is the hope. I mean, he's just... That's what Paul's just enunciating over and over again in this passage. And not just the church, uh, but the entire universe. I suppose that if you believed that, and if you believed that Jesus is God and that God has those abilities and that he is also um, mm. a positive force, like someone who's trying to work things out in a positive way for you, that should give you a bit of peace. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So why is it hard for it to do that? Why is what hard? Why is it hard to, to accept that and have peace through that? I think it's hard for people to accept uh, that Jesus holds all things together because they're in the midst of pain and, and they want it resolved. I think that that's what makes, makes it difficult. But I think that's why this passage for me is, is one of those that 
that I, you know, if you just read it again and again and just thought about what it actually is saying to us, he's saying, I, I want to call you into the space where I don't mind whatever tension, whatever worry, whatever anxiety you have, God is the one who's holding us through it. And that's why he even says, I, I dwell among you. Um, I created this so that I may live amongst you because it pleased God to dwell amongst us. I mean, it's like he he wants to us to belong to him. It, it's the intimacy level that he's just raising all the time through it. So yeah, I think it's difficult for people to accept only in the sense that it means that you have to give everything to God and say, yeah, I need you to pull me through this. How would you, practically speaking, give everything to God? Well, I think that um, the only way that you actually give yourself to God, practically speaking, is that you you have to actually say, these are the things that I feel that I control. These are things that I feel that uh, that I'm fearful of. And I don't know what to do with these. And I want to give them to you. So I, I practically, I actually say it out loud to Jesus and say, this is, this is what is unbelievable and I cannot hold and I give it to you and I ask you to, to have it, right? And I, I don't know what you're going to do with it. I don't know, but I need to take it off my soul because my soul cannot carry this. And I think we, we have that in humans we're with each other where we can say, hey, I need some help, right? But Jesus is saying anything, anything and everything that you have with your self-belief about yourself your 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 anxiety your your stress your your visions your dreams your the things that you aspire to everything just bring it all to me talk to me about it and and let me be this this soundboard this this person that carries it and i will be in that relationship with you and practically that that happens through prayer it happens through uh, hearing it in the Word of God, it happens through listening, and it happens through us speaking it. But I think we have to say it. Well, what do we do with people? Say somebody who's profoundly depressed. Like yeah. I, I can think of someone. I, I can think of examples of people who've, you know, they tell great stories of overcoming certain yeah, things, addictions yeah. or depression yeah. or whatever. But then there are other examples of people where no amount of praying and no amount of medication and no amount of electroshock mm. therapy and mm. etc. does anything. Yeah. And where does a person like that get hope when there's no basis for having hope? So there's I no th- improvement. I think that that's the same for for people who have suffered some kind of major disability disability that's taken place in their lives and yeah. that they're born with something that just they're not able to function fully <clears throat> as much as we as human beings function fully. Um, I think about what it is to be a sibling or a parent or to be that person. I think about people who are trapped in their minds and are not able to articulate or people who can't hear or people who can't see. And so all the the things that happen to us, right? And then those of us who think that we're all normal, like everything's functioning. You know, when you have the baby and you smack them, they're like, they, 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 they scream and everything seems okay. All of us, though, have things that are broken, and yeah. and that that is the difficulty is that it's, it's, it's the degree of of that that mess. And so Jesus says, "I am the one who actually understands that more than anybody else can imagine." And I think that that is where I place all of my hope in 
that he is the one who has full empathy and full power and full sufficiency and full supremacy and I have to place it in him and say, Christ, this is too much. I mean, the pain is overwhelming. And I think that happens. It happens with people who are, are in a lot of pain or a lot of stress about it. That's why these nine verses are, are for me, just the epitome, the epic, the, the kind of culmination of Paul being in prison, in a cell, down in the ground, you know, in this dungeon where he has what food lowered down to him, in living in this horrible situation, and yet he is able to say, man, he is supreme and he is sufficient and, and I have to hold on to him. I think this is what pulls us through what the, the problems we see in this world. So I... I I live for this, um, and I live for Christ for this, and I would say for us today, August 2, 2019, for those of us who know that there are people who are in tremendous pain, go seek help, absolutely. Go get counselors and psychiatrists and see your doctors, absolutely. Do, be in community, but give, but give it to Jesus. I mean, tell Jesus in whatever language, whatever expression whether it's just a sound or a word or a thought or a written comment but say it to Jesus bring it to him and I think we have to that's what we practically have to do every single day and we if we do this are and I'm telling you you will start to feel that you're not you'll start to raise this hope banner you'll realize that you are not alone and he does dwell amongst us good all right, let me uh, repeat the question one more time then. So Jesus holds all things together. He reconciles all. He is the hope. And what does that mean for us today, August 2, 2019? I want you to think about that. I want you to talk about it. And I want you to live love with each other. You take care. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.